Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the Red Raiders had to sweat it out, but in the end, it was worth it as they pull off a win against Texas Christian. How'd they do it? We're into it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. With the only Chris level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you, my man. I said good morning whenever I saw you. You said yes, it is. As the Red Raiders <laughs> drop the Horn Frogs last night from United Supermarkets Arena. Going to be a good one in West Texas anytime you're able to do that, but uh, not just any win, man. What a thriller and an all-hands-on-deck kind of win as Texas Tech is once again without the services of Warren Washington. Various points in the game, obviously, where you felt like it might be slipping away. You're down 10 with just under seven minutes left to go in the ball game. But then the Red Raiders, I believe, finish on a 23-12 to run over that final stretch to seal a one-point win. Unbelievable atmosphere, unbelievable effort from Grant McCaslin's Red Raiders. Yeah, Grant is great. Grant is good. Let us thank him for our win, right? Uh, I, I mean, uh, th- th- again, this is just kind of one of those nights where I-, I wasn't exactly sure how you did it, uh, you know. And we can we can get into the how um, and, and all that, but you you couldn't get them stopped, uh, outsized. TCU was really good. They're old. Uh, they had, as we had documented, they had. Yeah, the best road record coming into uh, that that game. Uh, they'd won more road games uh, in the league than anybody else had to this point. And so, uh, and, and you just, you know, with no Warren, I, I think, you know, so TCU was missing Ernest Uday, their starting center. You're missing Warren Washington. But that, to me, that really benefited TCU. You know, losing both guys. You know, losing your guy, I just think he's a little more – integral vital uh or i say a little bit a lot more and then you have to get much deeper into your rotation your rotation's just not near as deep or experienced as tcu's is i i think you also have a because like this is a this is a fascinating pop isaacs game uh and you know during the broadcast i kept you, you kept looking at it going who, who can help them score enough points to, to, to get out of here with a win because the threes aren't falling. Uh, Pop is, is struggling from the field, and he and he has been in the last three or four games. Uh, but, you know, like it, it, Chance wasn't, you know, it wasn't a typical night. Uh, I thought Kerwin could only do so much. But Isaacs, man, this is where he shows you how much more matured he is as a player. Because he's going to end up with 19 points here, and he's going to end up doing it without making one three-pointer. And that's not really been the path for his success or your team's success, but you continue to figure ways out. And credit to, you know, to quote the great, the great Casey Cowan, <laughs> it was BYOG, man. 
<laughs> and and that's what it was. Uh, again, you couldn't get them stopped at times. A, a live ball turnover or a bad shot or sometimes just even a missed shot at the other at, at your end of the floor is just a run out going the other way, and you couldn't get it stopped. They are as good in the country as anybody that you'll play or really as anybody in the country, period, in transition. The numbers bear that out. And that's what was really scary about this game because it really limited your your margin for error. But uh, what a blast, man! I mean, I mean, frog legs and Jamie Dixon's uh, facial tone redder and redder and redder and redder. His feet on the floor more and more and more. I mean, just the whole combo of it was just just poured all over me, man. It was great. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out uh, is Jamie Dixon one of the last men in the world, uh, at least the known world. Uh, with all due respect to uncivilized tribes not found yet, um, to do like the comb over, but maybe from the front? I'm wondering, like he's <laughs> almost going like Big Earn at the end of this game. The hair is just getting wilder and wilder, and you hear ELO Showdown playing in the background. But, uh, yeah, you like to see him disappointed uh, at the end of the night. Yeah, Isaac's effort was incredible, and that's one thing that we've touched on already this season, just uh, his relentlessness whenever it comes to – attacking the rim and of course you got to get some calls to make that actually work out sometimes you can attack the rim not get those calls and it just like looks like you're a guy that that might be out of control but uh there were some great plays made by him down the stretch and it really wasn't just a first half second half deal as far as that was concerned because he got to the free throw line five times in the first half knocked down four of them then was a perfect seven for seven uh there in the second half and Overall, finding a new way to win, Chris, I think is always something that's pretty satisfying as a fan. Obviously, you find a new way to win, uh, given the fact that Warren Washington's not on the floor and you're able to find some success there. But, yeah, as you touched on, whenever the three-point shot, which has been a friend of Texas Tech this year, uh, is not falling. And really not just for Isaacs, obviously. You saw some of your other marksmen from deep not you know, have a white-hot night by any stretch. Chance McMillan is only one for four. Kerwin Walton knocks down three, but that was on eight attempts, not necessarily the most efficient. So, yeah, finding a new way to win a basketball game, I think, is uh, typically a sign uh, of a good basketball team. And sometimes if you're talking about a great basketball team, a team that's going to compete for some hardware at some point in time, you're going to see games that are going to look ugly or going to look like things aren't going well for them, but they find a way to win. I don't know if Texas Tech is a great team or if you got any kind of hardware in your future or banners or things like that. Uh, but I know they're a good team, and they found a way to win. I think we've mentioned this before. Uh, where there is a will, there is a way. And obviously, Texas Tech has a strong will. And, and, and this league, man, is so much fun right now. Um, because, I mean, this uh, – yeah, you, you're, you're just in, in these heavyweight fights. I mean, playing in front of sellout crowds every night, basically uh, – and I mean, and like my, the, I, I'm, I'm big on the eye test a lot of times. Um, that's why Central Florida, regardless of the record and all that, we'll get to that, you know, coming up uh, on the, you know, as the weekend gets closer. But they, like, they, they look the part. Like, wow. Um, and TCU. And so that, that's part of what I'm processing here is like after these games, I'm like, you're not winning uh, or you don't really pass the eye test in some ways because of your lack of size. And you look at all the pieces, just turnstile coming off the bench for 
for TCU and you're like, man, you just, you know, you, you can't deal with foul trouble. Like at one point in this game, Kerwin Walton over there getting his ankle looked at. He's up the tunnel. They had to take his shoe off, rewrap it. Then he comes back in and you could tell he, he's not quite right. And then he kind of gets back in the flow and then he starts knocking down some shots. Um, I think uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who else it was. Somebody else got dinged up. Uh, you know, Kyron Lindsay got dinged up uh, over the uh, on, on Saturday against Iowa State and like kind of hopped off the floor and all these things. So you, you just got all these walking wounded. You're missing your biggest piece. And yet you're outsized at the guard spots, but you just keep figuring out ways, man. Uh, you keep figuring out ways, but and, and in and in very difficult challenges uh, because you get swallowed up with, with what you're you're dealing with at, at some points. But uh, yeah, if I tell you, because here's the fascinating thing about this game. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you never will because it's always a breeze using the Game Time app where you're going to find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guarantee. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats to any event. Game Time also the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets, but not just fast. Also secure and simple to use. So right now, download the Game Time app and create an account and use our promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Again, download the Game Time app today and use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Last minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed with Game Time. Because here's the fascinating thing about this game is that. You know, if, if I tell you yesterday when we wake up and like we're doing the show that you're going to, and I think we even uh, alluded to this, but you know, you're going to make 14 threes tonight against TCU. You probably go, you know, hammered them, just, just absolutely blew them out. It was one of those nights, everything went in and, and, and this is what you did in Fort Worth. And then on this night, last night, you, you hit six of them and yet still won. And that's very satisfying. That's very rewarding. And the free throw discrepancy was 32 to 14 as far as attempts go in Fort Worth. 32 to 14. You want to know why you lost that game in Fort Worth? I give you the, the free throw numbers. Well, on this night, it was, I think, 28 to 21, okay, yep. in, in discrepancy. So not, not massive. Um, and uh, TCU, you know, you make one more three-pointer than they do. So they didn't shoot the three ball well either. But these teams scored in the 80s, you know, just all of those things. And it's just pretty crazy how you got to – because you were. You trailed by, I guess it was 67 to 57 maybe was the score uh, with, with about six and a half left. Um, and you just couldn't really get them stopped. And then you're trying to you, – you had some guys force some shots up. And, and you, you're just thinking somebody's either going to have to get hot or somebody's going to have to get to the free throw line repeatedly. But you, that's what kind of happened is you got to the free throw line repeatedly. And Pop Isaacs with that and one with about, what, a minute to go. Yeah. And that fast break run out with that dunk by Darian Williams down the baseline. I mean, just some of those were just monster plays. Yeah, no question. Uh, and team basketball, which is what we have typically seen uh, up to this point in the season. Yeah, it's by a slim margin, but you do 
accomplished the feat of uh, making more free throws than they attempt 24 to 21. And you're right, man, statistically, uh, it's like the inverse of what we saw in Fort Worth where you're looking at a tech box score and you're like, wait, we didn't win this basketball game when you had some prettier shooting numbers and things like that last time around. Also, thankfully, the inverse, uh, the result as you get a win <laughs> this time around. I don't know, um, man, what to make of what we're seeing from Kyron Lindsay. I know it maybe doesn't happen without some of the shorthandedness that we've had to deal with with Warren Washington, but got to give credit where credit is due. And uh, eight and seven, he went for 8.7 rebounds and uh, some energy on the defensive end as well. Was not perfect. A couple of times you're, you're pulling at the hair thinking, no, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, got to give some credit for some great effort, and it was paying off for him and Tech last night. Yeah, you know, this is uh this has been like a, a guy that a lot of people have asked about. I think you're seeing kind of the 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 good or the potential, but also the frustration or maybe so here, here's Karen Lindsay's situation. I think that, you know, as it I guess became apparent yesterday that Warren wasn't gonna get to play, all of a sudden Kyron Lindsay enters the chat again. Um, and it's like, okay, gonna gonna need you uh, again. It is hard for these kinds of players, like at least this point in the season, to th think about their daily existence uh, because he had played all of like 30 minutes of action coming into last night, 30 minutes. And uh, I, I think that's right. Or maybe that was uh, before the Baylor game. But either way, just very limited uh, minutes. And so he's had a good attitude about it. Um, and but is he is he as in shape as he needs to be? These are questions that you could ask anybody that's not playing regularly. Are you are you staying in, in as good a shape as possible? Are you as engaged with like the scouting report and like what we're doing on a daily basis and what it, what the opponent is, even though you may or may not play at all? Um, you know, and and how you know, how just locked in are you with, with your teammates uh, and, and all those things. The, the, and it can be very difficult, you know. So here's what I saw early in that game. Because it, in, in aim, because what Kyron Lindsay can do, he can score around the rim fairly easily because of his athleticism and his quick twitch. You know, he's just kind of, he's got some juice to him and, and all those things. But he struggles defensively at times, especially in ball screen coverages, and he gets kind of confused or lost, or um, you, you know, the, the more movement that with with an offense, so the more things you're asking him to do, the the better chance there is for him to just kind of, you know, because there was prime example. There's one time, and I think Grant McCaslin was was like extremely frustrated, and, and Coach McCaslin doesn't really use a lot of language that you know you and I probably do use um but he he really wanted to use something I think in this moment but it's like Avery Anderson just drove right down the the lane you know this is like 10 minutes left to go in the first half and it's like there's no resistance and Kyron Lindsay just looks over to it and he's like please take me out I'm so tired like hey I need a I need a break you know and you, and you're just like well and so that's the kind of things that you're trying to get him to push through and you know, be, um, give me a bit more than you think you can, yeah. you know? And so at that point I'm wondering, okay, are you as in good a shape? Um, uh, because it's a lot to ask, 
I mean, you, you go from not playing and then you drop somebody in the grease in front of 15,000 people on national television. <laughs> and it's like, and it's, it, you know, they, they, they use it, that term in professional wrestling, like just walking down the ramp in front of these crowds and like these older guys that always come back. They always say they blown up like a blowfish, you know, like real quick because you just get exhausted because the energy in the building just it comes right out of you. And this is what I thought of last night with Kevin Lindsay. I just thought because the environment, you said it unbelievable. And I hope nobody ever gets used to these or or takes them for granted, I should say, because it's absolutely I mean, fascinating, energizing. And it's just like a drug being in that building whenever the students are there and you, you've got a good team and all that. But yeah, Lindsey Gate gave you something, but it was, it wasn't exactly squeaky clean, uh, but you, you needed everything he could give you. And there was some key buckets toward at, at the tail end of the game that I thought, yeah, you desperately needed. I don't know, Chris, maybe we should reduce capacity. Uh, <laughs> as for some of the other guys in white, Joe Toussaint, I thought gave you a great effort, man. 14 points from him, but maybe the most impressive thing, seven assists against only one turnover uh, for Tucson. Texas Tech was back in single digits as far as turnovers as a team with only nine. But, uh, you know, a lot of things or maybe all things run through Joe Tucson. I know he's not necessarily your just traditional point guard, and sometimes you do want to rely on him uh, to get some buckets for you as well. But, man, a seven-to-one assist to turnover margin. Uh, is going to be something you can make hay with just about 10 times out of 10. It has not been the easiest stretch for him uh, through Big 12 play. Going back, I guess, a few games, we saw him come a little bit alive as far as scoring is concerned and uh, definitely seems like he's going to be in for a productive stretch run. Thought it was one of his best efforts of the year. Yeah, in in 36 minutes uh, for you to – to handle the ball as much as he did with just the one turnover, man, is just uh, that that's a lot of fun, man. And, you know, he epitomizes the the team mantra as far as toughness goes and all that. My favorite Joe Toussaint moment last night was there's only two or three minutes left in this game. And TCU was maybe shooting a free throw on their end of the floor. And Joe Toussaint turns around and he's looking at his at Grant and, and the team's bench. And he's looking at the staff and he's like, it's some play call I'm going to gather, but he's like pulling on his shirt or or his shoulder or tapping himself. But he's like, I can take him like 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 call this, whatever this was like, call, call the I can take him off the dribble play, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. OK. <laughs> and, and and so they come right back down. And, and again, TCU's kind of set up and he just blows right by Avery Anderson, gets in the paint and then he dishes it, and I think it, this may have been one of Pop Isaac's, uh, you know, putbacks or like a yeah. back cut. But it, it was like Joe was right. You know, he got to where he wanted to go, and it was just – it's just fun to watch. And there's trust. Like, you're darn right you can take him. We will call that. Or, or yeah, go, go run it, you know. Uh, and it's just – that's why this time of year, it's all about guards. It just is. And and you better have good ones. If you don't, forget about it. Uh, and and we're talking well-rounded guards, not just like good defensive or good offensive. You you need a little bit of everything from from you know you got to be able to uh, be a Swiss Army knife uh, from a guard standpoint and facilitate, score it, defend, 
uh, and and you don't know what the night is going to dictate any given night out. And you know, but Joe, man, yeah, and, and Grant made sure to point that out uh, with my talk to him after the game. The seven to one assist to turnover ratio, just awesome. Um, and you know, it's hard to do, but he just didn't put his team in a, in a lot of bad spots, and he's able to score some. It's hard to ask, you know, much more from a kid than that, you know. And he's been everything you would have wanted and needed out of the portal. And uh, yeah, we all wish he was a bit taller or this or that, but uh, he gives you everything he's got, man. And it's hard to have any issue with uh, his performances. And he's playing through some in- injury and times too, but you'd never know it. And that's my favorite thing about Joe Toussaint is you never. No, it's head down. Like here we go. There's no drama here. Let, let's just keep pushing. And um, he's emptying his bucket every night out. May wish he was a little bit taller, but we don't have to wish he was a baller because the boy is a baller. Shout out to Skilo. He wouldn't never got into that third bar. Um, Two forty-seven left in a game. I'm sorry, three twenty-four. Final few minutes of the game. Something is happening that reminded me that you of a game you had won previously. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And the sports calendar keeps turning and the action never stops with America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet hits. There are so many ways to spice up any action with their safe, secure, and easy-to-use apps. So get to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you're a new customer, take advantage of $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet with FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Official partner of the NBA. Final few minutes of the game. Something is happening that reminded me that you of a game you had won previously. And it was simply the fact that I thought, make free throws, you're going to win the game. You had a three-point separation. Go make free throws, you're going to win the game. It is mathematical at that point in time. uh, If you're able to make your free throws, that you're going to win the basketball game. And from that point on, between Isaacs and Toussaint, you go 11 for 11 from the free throw line. This is not the first time that we have seen the clutch gene bubble to the surface. But I'm going to commend it and point it out every time that we do see it. And hopefully this is something that if you're lucky enough to get to the NCAA tournament, that maybe you can use to your benefit because every shot requires some clutch gene, I think, whenever you're talking about March Madness. But uh, these guys have ice in the veins. There's just no doubt about it. I know they're great free throw shooters. I think uh, Tucson is close to 90%. Pop is at it or maybe a little bit above 90%. I know they're great free throw shooters, but things change whenever the game is on the line in those moments and you get some uh, T-Rex arms or whatever you want to call it. But these guys do not. And we have seen it before. I think maybe it was the Oklahoma game where you had that kind of finish and you thought, all right, all of a sudden you got a little separation just by maybe uh, two possessions or three points. Go make free throws and you're probably going to win this basketball game. Same thing kind of came to be in the final few minutes last night, and you relied on those two guys to do it. And uh, they did it again to the tune of 11 of 11 uh, to finish the ball game there at the line. Yeah, and I guess, what was it, 15 of 16 just in the second half alone? But, yeah, that, that's where you – ultimately, that's where you won this game. Let's just call it what it is. You know, you you uh, you figured out ways to get to the stripe. 
uh, and and then convert. Uh, you know, you weren't perfect at the free throw line, but you were darn sure close, especially so in the second half. And you you had, I mean, as we see by the final score, you had to have every bit of it, right? I mean, there was not much margin for error, and they hadn't. There was some points late in the game where you know TCU had you had committed more fouls than TCU had, and so you know whenever you were getting fouled, it's just one and one. You know, and like so, these were some front end to one and ones that you you were perfect on. So, you know, and, and I remember on the broadcast trying to figure, okay, you're in a scenario where you're gonna have to inbound the ball, you're gonna have to get it to, you know, and and Grant used some lineups, and we haven't talked about that yet, but Grant used some lineups in this game. He has not used at any point this season, like the epitome of small ball for you, where basically D five Darian Williams is playing the center. Kerwin Walton is basically like the four man. And then you've got, you know, Chance, Pop, and uh, Joe out there. So you're just really, really small, extremely skilled uh, and, and all that. But the, but what he was doing with that particular lineup late in this game, it's like, let me put my five dudes out there that shoot the free throws the best. And so we, we were trying to figure out, okay, who, who do you get the ball inbounded to? And first it was Joe. Then the second time that this had to happen, it was pop. But to your point, every every one of these dudes is a phenomenal free throw shooter. We can say it now. You don't want to jinx anybody in the moment. But I think Chance <laughs> right. McMillan, Chance McMillan is the best one percentage-wise. He just hasn't done it. I think he's like 23 or 25 is Chance McMillan on the season. But he just doesn't have the, the volume of attempts. And pop does. And, I mean – he made a living off of getting to the stripe, uh, did Pop Isaacs last night. And this is why he's matured. He doesn't mope and and like, oh, my shot's not going because he is struggling. But he's still scoring. He scores 19. Right. You know, I just I can't emphasize that enough. And he helped you win this game. I mean, and uh, and, and Joe, same thing. It's just, uh, yeah, very, very rewarding for, for those kids because – and and I don't want to get into this too much because the their head coach I think he's a, he does a great job he just drives me crazy with some of the antagonist activity and some of the stomping and his just body language in general especially when it's on on the court uh, right. and all that but TCU is really good I have a lot I mean their their staff better get to recruiting because they're basically losing their whole their whole team. Uh, once the season their season ends, but that's a tough bunch to beat, and it's a tough matchup for you. You know, I saw it in Fort Worth. You see it again last night. You just have a hard time with that particular group, and uh, you had a couple of guards that just, I mean, just weren't going to be denied. And yeah, credit to them. I mean, it's tough uh, to be tough whenever you're wearing purple too. So another hurdle that they've got to overcome it was great to see uh our guy micah peavy back to shooting 33 percent uh from the field it's like oh there's there's the guy i remember uh and i was really for a period of time speaking of peavy like oh hell is he gonna be the one that's gonna put us away scoreless in the first half all 10 of his points came in the second half had some big free throws he made had some big free throws he missed so that was you couldn't script that any better to have him really factoring in uh, in a big way, both good and bad for his team and for Texas Tech there down the stretch. But, uh, you know, Grant has said since he got here, uh, toughest team wins. I'm starting to wonder if the uh, double T means Texas Tech or just toughest team. But you out-toughed them, uh, I think, down the stretch. And that's why you are able to get the win. And you talked about 
you know, Pop Isaacs. I mean, I really feel like he, with some others, Toussaint certainly in that category, but these are guys that just will their teams to win. That They will not tap out. And, you know, in some of these previous games where you've lost, we'd be like, oh, man, you kept it close, which is kind of surprising, or at least you never quit. You know, that's fun to say, I guess. It's kind of like kissing your sister or tying a ball game. It's not what you're out there to do. You're out there to get a win. But some of those things matter and obviously add up uh, to moments like this where that toughness is still on display, that never quit or never say die kind of attitude is still on display. And eventually that kind of thing pays off. And thankfully it did, at least for a game last night, uh, via a one-point nail-biting kind of win. <laughs> I love that uh, Texas Tech or toughest team. That, uh, you put, tell me. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put it, on a, put it on a cap, something. I don't know. But, yeah, that's uh, that's – uh, I, I, that's very well said on your part. And I just, I just think, uh, and, and I'll tell you what's been fun for me is that I have enjoyed watching like Grant and his staff. Cause these guys are all being elevated at a different level than where they've coached at previously. Okay. In the positions that they've been in. Okay. This was a conference USA group. Uh, and, and yeah, Grant has spent plenty of years in the Big 12, but as an, a, an assistant, but it, I don't think the league was quite as, you know, you know what it is now. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't that way back then. But I'm, I've enjoyed watching all of them really enjoy th- this league and these environments and, and being at a place where this building, it, it, it gives you so much energy and all that because there's there's 10 minutes or excuse me uh, you're down 10 with about six and a half to go and this could easily been one of those times where it's like man it's just not our night yeah we're, we're, we're shorthanded it's just not working tcu we can't get them stopped uh it's just and and they just but it's the building i'm telling you like if you were one of those I don't know how many students it holds, but that's what that that group of kids was. And I can only imagine what it'll be like next Tuesday night when the Longhorns show up for the very last time for the foreseeable future, uh, because th- this is I mean, you, you only get you only get two more chances in that building. But I, I just wanted to wrap that up by saying I, I just thought the environment and the the energy that the building gave you is what Grant McCaslin wanted to give sole credit to. Like we don't yeah. win this without without that. Uh, otherwise, we we don't have the the wherewithal to kind of keep pushing and and all that. Did what you needed to do, and so did those in the seats, and uh, it results in a one point Big Twelve win over an in state foe. That's always fun. Hopefully, you keep the good times going as you hit the road. And then, as Chris mentions, a big one back at United Supermarkets Arena. We'll be here to get you ready for that. As we get closer to the weekend and beyond, always appreciate the time, Chris. Always fun to talk about a win, man. And we'll be back to do it again on the other side. Yes, uh, and we will. Uh, I, I may continue just to bask in this and uh, <laughs> all this activity. It, it's fun. Don't don't take it for granted, folks. Uh, this was a, a good one. It's going to pay some dividends for you. Eight conference win, and you, you're 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 in the hunt now for like a first round buy in your league tournament, uh, you know, and and you've got a winnable road game coming up in the Magic Kingdom. So we'll be all here to kind of break some of that down. The CFP making mm-hmm. some decisions mm-hmm. as we have talked about. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, what's going on, CFP? We're gonna get to the bottom of that next time. Uh, but appreciate it, Calvin. 
Absolutely, and appreciate you guys for being out there as always. Hope you'll get subscribed if you're not already on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey, and we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.